0: this is an all ears english podcast episode 186 english anyone host drew badger shares three unconventional tips for fluency Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation with your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Gabby Wallace, the language angel from
1: Boston, USA. In today's episode, you're going to meet Drew Badger, who's fluent in Japanese, and he's going to tell you how he did it and give you three top tips to become fluent in English. Hey, Lindsay, I was thinking that our
0: listeners might want to see all of the top 15 ways to improve their
1: English in an ebook. I know this is a great Tuesday series that we're doing here to dissect and tune up the top 15 mistakes that, that people are making, but if you want to see them all at one time, you can get them in an ebook. Yeah, just come
0: to allearsenglish.com/top15. That's T O P 1 5.
1: Hey, Gabby! Hey, Lindsay! How you doing? I'm doing great. And you? I'm great. Well, I'm psyched. Today we have Drew Badger from EnglishAnyone.com. Hey, Drew, what's up? Hey, Drew!
2: What's up, ladies? Not much. Not a whole lot. Thanks Thanks for for joining us today. We
1: really appreciate (laughs) that. Oh, it's a pleasure.
2: Thank you very much.
1: So, I heard that you're fluent in Japanese. That is awesome.
2: I try. And I heard uh, you two both spent some time in Japanese, so we got that connection there. Yes, we have yes, that we connection. Do. We've yeah. struggled with
1: kanji and hiragana and katakana oh, and all that good stuff. But you know, it's so much fun uh, yeah. to try to learn. It's really fun. It's really good for you. So since you've reached a really high level of Japanese and you're also an English teacher, Drew, we'd love to know about how you did it. Mm. And I think you're going to talk today about three kind of core strategies that you could recommend for our listeners. Yeah, we want to share those with our listeners because you guys, our listeners, you can use them with your English speaking. Mm. Absolutely. So what can you teach us today, Drew?
2: Mm. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll give you the quick and dirty. Uh, First, when I came to Japan, I was learning the traditional way, and this is probably something you guys are familiar with and many of the listeners out there as well. So this is, I came and... I wanted to start, you know, trying to figure out how to speak. And so I like I got all the grammar books. And I mm-hmm. got the listening practice CDs and the flashcards and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just incredibly frustrating for me. Yeah. Uh, and I noticed that um, when I was trying to speak, you know, people couldn't understand what I was saying. My pronunciation sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and it was just, uh, just a whole bunch of the, the same typical things that now I hear from a lot of students that are coming from that that background of learning the traditional way. Uh, But long story short after like you know kind of a lot of like a lot of frustrating evenings and trying to figure out how to do things and not knowing what to do, actually trying to do Japanese classes and then just being too embarrassed to speak. um, I actually happened to be uh, walking through a park one day and this is a a really interesting story but I noticed uh, some Japanese children playing with their mothers, and mm-hmm. I started just—I just like sat down and I started watching them. And this is a story I've told to a lot of people, uh, but it was such a powerful thing that happened to me. I was just out, like not even uh, on that day, not even feeling you know particularly happy about Japan because I've been so excited to come. Oh. I actually came out to Japan uh, to study Japanese gardens, so that's why. I came oh, to interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So that's—I've uh, got gardens out here, and that's a whole other conversation with you guys. Start the gardening podcast. Oh okay. yes, we'll, we'll yes. get
1: on to that next.
2: <laughs> but anyway, so I'm out there and like you know, kind of feeling a little bit down on myself. And I see these kids playing with their mothers, and I notice mm. how the parents are talking to the children, uh, and I notice that they're doing everything the exact opposite of the way I'm doing. It. Oh. Uh, and I notice, so like, wow, like they're they're learning things in like very nice, easy steps. They're learning right. the real conversational mm. Japanese that I wanted to be speaking. Uh, everything was visual and it was nice and simple like you would look at a bird and they would just say bird yeah. and it's, a, it's a weird thing that happens to you when you when you're watching something like that and thinking because i came out to Japan as i said about the uh, to learn gardening but i couldn't get a visa to do that so i had to start teaching english as just a way to kind of get my foot in the door out yeah there. that's interesting and i see yeah so that like it was uh, just kind of like well I guess i've got to do it this way in order to get the visa you know you can yep. come here and study karate yep. or whatever but uh, like you can't do gardening for some reason. That's like a little bit weird for the government. To <laughs> uh, again, long story short, uh, I learned a completely different way of thinking about the languages, and it was more how can I take the language uh, that they're actually learning and then learn it myself that way. So mm-hmm. what I right. did was I started creating these uh, fluency missions, and this is something I'll just give like one quick example, uh, okay. and. The first thing I started doing was, okay, I'm going to take one thing and just practice it in a way that's really easy for me to do, uh, and I don't have to worry about being embarrassed. So what I went to uh, was a local grocery store, and I mm-hmm. went and just started asking everyone that was in the grocery store, like, where is the sugar, where is the salt, yeah. where is the pepper? <laughs> That is great. I went to, like, everybody in, in the grocery store in that, like, and you, know, like and, and, you know, they don't care about trying to have a conversation with me. I don't have to worry about them bringing up some, philosophical topic i don't know about it's just a way for me to build my speaking confidence and actually practice something and then really work on the pronunciation that kind of thing and i noticed Mm -hmm. you know
0: asking a question and asking for a little help like you know where is that's asking Mm -hmm. for help that's that's a really good way to connect with people isn't it i like that
2: oh yeah absolutely and that's uh that's one thing that i i actually i have like whole whole fluency missions that i teach uh to students now about that, like how, cool. how you can go out and ask for help, and you know, like getting uh, like one thing. This is like a tip I recommend for people uh, is asking people to like take a picture of you. Yes, so you just walk up, and again, it's just it's just getting a way to get a conversation started. So, uh-huh. especially people that are living in non-native speaking countries, like myself. I mean, I can walk up to Japanese people and say, "Hey, like." well you take a picture of me and And where's the sugar (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah where's the like where's the camera where's the sugar and then a conversation like that so i love it Um, it's 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 uh, honestly the parallels are quite similar to like the dating world Mm. where you just need to figure out a way to get a conversation started Mm -hmm. because most of the time you mean people want to connect in general but you know people are also Mm. nervous that maybe you don't speak the language or you know whatever so people are you know they're nervous for a wide variety of reasons but uh, in a nutshell that was how i came to japan and then when i started thinking about that i, I kind of changed the way i thought about the language and then changed the way i practiced the language as well so okay. that's how I, and again not, not to give the impression that i'm a fantastic you know speaker i do all right i can certainly get around but uh the experience that i have now is way different in japan than when i came here over 10 years ago and you know now i get invited Mm, to like local ceremonies and festivals and inside people's homes and things like that that i mean you just don't get to experience unless you actually have fluids well yeah
0: and you can go from like a simple question asking you know where is the sugar or the milk or whatever and to each time kind of build on that i think you were you were talking with us before about like each time Maybe this is about speaking. Uh, each time you speak, try to add something more. Maybe that was. Yep. Oh, is that, did, did that was get one it? of your tips? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, we can we can jump right into yeah. that. Yeah, tell us right into your, really your tips. Content. All right. Well, uh, just to give a, a quick overview of this, I want to give all the listeners out there three things that they can really do that they can start using immediately. To start seeing more progress and, and start seeing a little bit more fluency, and again, it's something that you have to build every day. But it's something that you can use to start uh, right now and actually start, you know, building that fluency. Mm-hmm. So right. the, uh, this is all about the little changes to give you bigger improvement. And the first one is really making sure that you're listening to native content, mm-hmm. and this could be, you know, something as basic as Sesame Street or something as advanced as like a TED Talk or like a full movie with lots of idioms and phrasal verbs and things like that and the key really is just to find something that's at a level where you understand at least 80 to 90% of that information okay, okay. and that way you're able to take the information that you already know and then the new information that's coming into your brain is understood basically you know automatically intuitively I like
1: so that's that. the
2: the first part of uh, changing the way uh, you learn, because a lot of students, you know, they're learning English from English lessons. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds like a kind of counterintuitive kind of thing where you don't, it's almost like you don't want to be using English lessons to learn English. Right. What you want to be doing is using native content the same way that native speakers learn. Because yeah, if you right. learn like natives, you get fluent like
1: natives. Right. I've found that most um, things that are true in life are counterintuitive. Right, Drew? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So like when you were sitting in the park and
0: you were listening to the, the children and the mothers talk, that's actually an example of listening to native content, right?
2: Exactly, yeah. Right. So I was I was listening to native content and so were the kids. And that why, and I was like, how the hell can these little kids speak be better <laughs> Japanese than I can? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, really I know the really feeling. Sense. Like, yeah. And so I, I'm just thinking like, okay, like I must be doing something wrong. And right. really when you look at the way most people teach things, uh, in the traditional or the typical way, they're, it's almost like they're just transmitting rules from one person to the next. And if mm. you're good at knowing rules and that's your thing, then you do very well in the system. But right. you know, I find that a lot of people, myself included, just don't. So that's why I teach the way I teach now. Ooh, I like cool. that. I like yeah. that. It's a
1: very different idea, a different way of looking at it, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: well, that's, that's what we do. All right, well, I know you guys don't have a lot of time, so I'll keep yeah, going. Yeah, let's yeah. keep going. So I believe, was that uh, Gabby that was mentioning the, the different ways, like adding to the... Yeah, the yeah, there? that was me.
0: That okay. Was Gabby, yeah. So
2: uh, I'll, I'll get, get back to that. Uh, so this is, again, changing the way you speak in just a little bit. The first part of that is practicing... Uh, building connections with words. So as a a very simple example like using sentence connectors like the word and. So Mm. I can take two ideas like uh, red and I don't know strawberry or something like that. So Mm -hmm. maybe they're like linked and I could figure out a way to link them like uh, the strawberry was red and sweet. And so I'm just taking a basic sentence like the strawberry was red and then making it just a little bit longer the strawberry was red and sweet. And it really doesn't matter how you do that but you can move from basic sentence connectors to something more advanced like uh, be that as it may, which is a, a really yeah. great phrasal verb and a really great, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like all the, you know, it's it's just a fantastic phrase that you use, but you wouldn't really learn it in a textbook. And these right. more advanced things, I call them English fluency bits for lack of a better way to describe them. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's the it's the little connections between the sentences that you make. And because English native speakers know these things, they're able to have yeah. longer uh, yeah. sentence and they're a- able to speak in a more continuous way. Yeah, a little bit more. So the second part of that is when you're introducing yourself or when you're just talking in general, a lot of people will have similar conversations or similar questions or topics mm-hmm. will come up. So that's an opportunity for you to, instead of replying in the same way, to come back with a little bit more. So I was uh, giving you guys an example earlier of like you know you introduce your name and then when someone just asks who you are you say well my name is Drew Badger. The next time you hear that my name is Drew Badger and I'm from Chicago. Mm -hmm. My name is Drew Badger. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. So each time I'm introducing myself or saying something I'm taking that as an opportunity to practice but it's with a different person You know, so each time you get to really, you get to review the things and practice using something. And maybe you make a mistake, but, you know, it's not about perfection as you lately. Yeah. Right, Right, because that's a common
1: problem for a lot of our listeners. They feel like they continue to repeat the same 20 phrases over and over again, and they're not branching out. And I feel that when I practice Spanish also. It's terrible. I feel like you never get better.
2: Yeah. That, that, that's exactly right. And so instead of, and that, that was a big thing that happened to me when I really started developing my fluency in Japanese was when I changed the way that I looked at that. Mm-hmm. Now you could be like, ah, oh, like, why do people keep asking me the same mm-hmm. questions? And you yeah. could be, uh frustrated by that right. or you can look at that as an opportunity to think like oh okay Ooh. this is another mm. opportunity for me to practice my thing but change it in a way or add something to it or really build my flow I settings. love when that take control of that like that, that's a, it's a great way to think about it I, yeah so again Absolutely what I want that. to do yeah. is like it's again this this whole podcast is about taking little changes yeah. in just the way you mm-hmm. think about things and then that's going to help you have a much bigger difference and a much more dramatic improvement
0: yeah, you can't Absolutely. control what other people ask you, but you can control how you respond, and it just exactly. push push yourself to respond yeah.
1: in different ways, maybe in a longer answer. I really like that. It puts the control back into your hands, yes. not into yep. the native speaker's hands or the mm-hmm. teacher's hands. It's about you and what you do in your yeah. learning situation. Exactly.
2: Awesome. Yes, that, I mean, that that's it perfectly. And then again, that's what gives students confidence because a lot of them are worried about what am I going to say? What if I don't understand what people are talking about? How am I going to respond? So instead, mm. what I teach students is to control the conversation with questions and you figuring out, okay, like maybe this time when somebody introduces themselves and I introduce myself, I'm going to reveal a little bit more about like, and I have a pet rock collection or you yes. know, just something interesting where yes. I've already like, oh. thought about that or I can talk about that kind of thing uh, because, you know, and, and it's the same thing even with, with Japanese. Like I don't really know much about mask design i wouldn't really be able mm. to have much of a conversation about that but you right. get me talking about gardening and i could go on oh for nice days, you know okay. about that kind of thing too. Yeah. so okay. if you control the conversation you can steer the direction of the conversation and have a much better awesome. uh you know much better conversation but okay. uh, to get to the last yeah, part, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the part part three of this is to change the way you practice and this is again a small change in the way you think from thinking of yourself as. An English learner to thinking of yourself as an English speaker yes if you don't have you know high it. level of fluency uh, and when you do this you stop thinking about okay I'm an English learner so I must go into English learning forums and learn that way mm-hmm. what I really should be doing is you know what would a native speaker do a native speaker doesn't go to an English learning forum they go to like the tennis forum to learn That's about right. tennis right. or they right. go to mm-hmm. like watch YouTube videos in English about how to fix cars or whatever mm-hmm. and so when mm-hmm. you start doing that like one of the, the tips that I give for my members and my learners uh, is when you're looking on uh, YouTube for things you find things you're interested in begin commenting on you know videos and especially looking for videos that don't have a lot of views because the people that are producing those are going to be much more likely to comment back uh, oh. and you know, if you have mm-hmm. like a like somebody with millions of views and you post a comment it's going to get lost but someone with like 10 views about you know an interesting topic that you care about, and you post a comment. That's how you can begin a conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So you shouldn't be looking for people, and like absolutely, absolutely, do not tell anyone that you'd like them to help you with your English. Do not tell. Anyone
0: Thank, you. Them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank like, you, because that's that's a, like, that's a big turnoff. Just off. got a mail today. I'm going to respond to him a little bit later, but uh, he was like, well. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find friends and like, so I said, okay, what's the problem? Tell me about your situation. And I yeah. said, did you ask them to help you with their with your English? And he was mm-hmm. like, well, yes, I did. And so I'm going to write him back and kind of yell at him a little bit. Yeah. I really want to get that idea into his head that you don't want to be doing that. You want to forget the fact that you're learning English and you want to be using English with native speakers. So right. get out of those forms, and, you know, get into the real real world and start finding people because they're all over the place yeah. and they're happy to connect with you just as long as you're another person that's right. interested in doing that thing without worrying about the English so much.
0: Right. Don't obsess over English itself so much. You want to really connect with people through English. Because
1: right. it's not, we're yeah. not here to learn English. We're here to live life and live mm, better lives yeah, in the end.
2: Exactly. Right? It's just a tool. Yeah. It's a different way of connecting right. and, and once you forget about using the language that way you can get much more into the connection part worrying about how do I actually find people and make real friends that you know the native speakers that you really want to be spending time with. Yeah, yeah. Okay awesome.
1: awesome. Awesome. All right so cool. So Jude just to sum up what we've talked about okay. today. So we want to learn English with native speakers and get the right level for the appropriate level. We want to try to understand about 80 to 90 percent. Is that right? of what we hear. Okay, great. And we also want to stop repeating the same phrases over and over again. Mm -hmm. We want to try to add a little bit more information in that common introduction when we talk about ourselves, so we expand our vocabulary. And we also want to get out of the English community forums and go out and figure out what we love and learn English through that, through right. that activity. Exactly. Is that pretty
2: much yep, what, what we You got. You guys will be fantastic English learners, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. i get started you. tomorrow.
0: <laughs> so where, where can our listeners find you if they want more information about what you're doing and, and how you're teaching online?
2: Sure. Uh, well, I've made uh, something special for people, uh, especially your learners, because we're talking about how to get out and meet people. Uh, I wanted to give people five of my favorite, or I, I've got so many, but five of my favorite uh, fluency missions. So these are the okay. things that I talk cool. about, about how to actually go out and meet native speakers. So we talked about the asking you know, to take uh, like a photo of somebody and I mentioned how yes. I was going out practicing in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are all things that you can use online. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. I, I always produce those every month for my, my members so that people, no matter where they're living, they can actually go out, whether it's online or actually in the real world and meet people. Oh, yeah. uh, so they can find that at englishanyone.com slash all ears. And this nice. is just A L L E A R S, So it's easy to remember. Uh, all years, and then another slash after that.
1: Excellent, just fine. Great, excellent, thank for you that. for that. We appreciate that. I think our audience is yeah, going to love absolutely. that.
2: Yeah, very great.
1: cool. Well, it's well, been awesome talking to you, and very eye-opening today what we've learned. Yeah, uh, we oh, really I love hope so much. I hope Drew, it's uh,
2: been beneficial, and, and everyone listening out there enjoys it.
1: Totally. Thanks so been much been for your to time today, you. Drew. Great to talk with you. Yeah, you bet. Have a great day. Yep, you too. Bye. If you want to put your ears into English more often, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and iTunes on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time.